the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. Well, hello all of you beautiful people out there. Uh, welcome to the Todd Starnes radio show extravaganza. Dare I say it, extravaganza. Wow, do we have a, a terrific show lined up for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking to um, to a bunch of folk. And um, Senator Bill Haggerty is going to be here. By the way, the big March for Life in uh, Washington uh, today as well. And uh, we're also going to be checking in with the uh, chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, uh, Congressman Bob Good, about yesterday's uh, continuing resolution debacle. And uh, before we get started on uh, the the breaking news out of the U.S. Capitol members-only elevator, um, I, I want to talk about what happened yesterday on uh, Capitol Hill with the continuing resolution. The Johnson-Schumer uh, continuing resolution, spending levels are now exceeding those that Nancy Pelosi actually put into place. So this is the problem here is that Speaker Johnson, who I have no doubt is a good and decent human being. He is a Christian man. He knows his Bible from uh, Genesis to the book of Revelation and into the maps in the back. He knows it all. I am not doubting that at all. But a leader, this man is not. And I want to share something that happened yesterday. I I find this to be quite humorous. Uh, One of the problems with Speaker Johnson is that he immediately shut out all of the um, all of the conservatives in his life, and he immediately his staff surrounded him with with all of these um, all of these woke folk, all of the folks who are running people like Nikki Haley's presidential campaign, and it's causing big trouble because Mike Johnson is not getting the guidance that he needs and that he should be getting. Now, when lawmakers and lawmakers line up wanting to come onto this this radio program, this is they want they want to have a connection to this audience, and they know that I'm going to be asking the tough questions. So they they know that it's it, we're going to be polite, but there's no gotcha stuff here. But we are going to ask the tough questions. And Speaker Johnson, over the years, uh, back when he was just a regular congressman, was one of those people. Uh, he His staff would reach out to Grace and 
Uh, they would say, hey, can we get the congressman on to talk about this issue or that issue? Or the congressman is introducing some legislation. Or the congressman's really upset about this story in the news. Can he come on Todd's show and convey that? And we were always happy to to accommodate. We, we are. We're happy to accommodate. We even reach out to Democrats. But they, they're too chicken to come on this radio program. Bacock! Chicken! I say chicken! Anyway, trying to stay focused here. So um, so yesterday, uh, Speaker Johnson shoved through this continuing resolution. There wasn't even a fight, ladies and gentlemen, not even a fight. And what the Speaker did yesterday may earn him brownie points in Washington, D.C. He may get invited to the non-alcoholic cocktail parties in Georgetown, but he's he has lost the country and he has lost the base. And my question for people like Marjorie Taylor Greene Marjorie Taylor Greene was out there saying, if if Mike Johnson goes through with his continuing resolution, I will call to vacate the chair. Okay, when are you going to do that, ma'am? When When is that going to happen? But not only was it disappointing what Speaker Johnson did yesterday, along with 107 other Republicans joining all of the Democrats, not only was that disappointing, it was also dangerous because not a single thing was included to address the situation at the border. So now, and look, hear me on this. The Republicans, they they could have ended up losing this fight anyway, right? But at least they would have gone down fighting. At least that's something we can cling to, that, that these men and women that we sent to Washington, D.C., actually have a little bit of um, what is the what is the official, uh, the scientific, the biological word, cojones, Ladies and gentlemen, at least we would have known that, that they that they had the man parts to stand up and the and the lady parts to stand up and and do what is right, do what they promise the American people. Because keep in mind, it is not yours truly, Todd Starnes, affable radio host. It is not me who's out there saying that we've got terrorists coming across the border and it's not a matter of if but when they blow us all to kingdom come. These are the Republicans who have been coming on this program day after day after day. They're the ones. So it's not like we're, you know, we're out there um, spewing hyperbole. We are just simply sharing what they are telling us. And you are hearing it with your own conservative ears. So it seems to me there should be some sort of urgency about the Republicans in the House of Representatives, that we are on the verge of catastrophe. We are on the verge of pain and suffering and death in this country, not a matter of if, but when. And it seems to me that the Republicans had an opportunity yesterday to convey that message to the American people. And when that event occurs... When the mushroom cloud is over an American city, the Republicans could at least stand up and say, we tried to tell you. We tried to warn you. We tried to do something about it. But the Democrats stopped us. They don't have that argument anymore. Because now when there's a mushroom cloud over an American city, when people are languishing in pain, when there is death and destruction, and they look to Washington, D.C., and they look to see who who is responsible, they will be looking to the Republican Party and the House of Representatives, and they will be pointing a finger, a radioactive finger, at Mike Johnson 
and saying, you did this to us. So, I decided to address this yesterday on social media. And before I I share with you what I wrote and the reaction it's gotten, and it's gone a little viral, um, I want to say this. So day after day after day, we would get these messages from Mr. Johnson and his people. And we were more than happy to put uh, Mike Johnson on this radio program. We did our very gut-level best to accommodate him. The day that he, and by the way, I have his cell phone number. The day that he was elected speaker, everything stopped. No more communication. No more responses to text messages. No more messages. So one of two things is happening here. Mike Johnson made a decision. We're not going to talk to the conservative media anymore. We're only going to talk to Fox News. And like I said, they're not going to talk to conservative media anymore. Uh, Mike Johnson either made that decision or his staff took away his cell phone and his staff is cutting him off from the conservatives out there who could help this man. And this man needs help right now. He is he is literally governing blind. Whoever has his ear is the wrong person right now. And so so this was in October and, and Grace reaches out on a pretty regular basis and they told us, circle back, circle back, circle back. All right, that was October, and now it's been radio silent. So October, November, December, midway through January, and nothing. Nothing at all. They have been literally, they won't even respond to Grace anymore. So I wrote this on social media last night on Twitter, and here's what I said. What Speaker Johnson did today was inexcusable and unforgivable. The first warning sign came just days after he was elected Speaker when his staff shut out conservative pundits and journalists. That's what I wrote. So guess what happened? Mere seconds after I wrote that, guess who all of a sudden reached out to Grace? That's right, the Speaker's office. And they were not very happy by what I wrote. So I told Grace to respond and not back down that that ultimately this is on Speaker Johnson and his staff. They're the ones that put themselves in this position. So they're very upset with us now. How dare you? Who do you think you are? This is a good and decent man. I mean, I'm telling you, they are very upset. This is a good and decent man. Who do you think you are? Well, you're not going to get any interviews now. Well, we haven't gotten any since October, so not much has changed there. But again, this isn't a matter of ego. This is a matter of, hey, we got a problem in this country, and we need to fix it. But this is also a case, yet another example of a conservative, in name only, who got a power got a powerful position and has allowed power to go to his head or the staff has allowed the power to go to his head either way I don't know I don't care anymore so my question is very simple today and by the way there you need to apologize really do, do I really need to apologize for what I've said about the speaker have I have I said something here that is inappropriate have I said something that would be offensive or out of line I don't believe so. 
I believe in calling balls and strikes on this program. And ladies and gentlemen, we were willing to give the speaker um, a little bit of leeway. It's a big job, huge job, no doubt about it. But we have a massive audience. And we have a very influential audience because of the listeners, the the kinds of people that listen to this radio program. So we're not trying to we're not trying to destroy Mike Johnson. We're trying to help Mike Johnson. But you can't do that, Mr. Speaker, if you shut out the conservatives who got you where you are, sir. And I I feel even more responsible because I was one of the guys out there saying Contrary to a lot of other folks like Steve Bannon and others who were out there warning people, this is not a good guy. And I was out there on this radio program saying Speaker Johnson was a a great guy. And it turned out I was wrong. And on this program, I I acknowledge when I made a mistake, and I clearly made a mistake here. And that's unfortunate. So here we go. Uh, The question is, what do we do now? Do, do do the Republicans vacate the chair? Because, hate to break it to you folks, Speaker Johnson did exactly what Kevin McCarthy did that got him removed. So now, what do you do? Do you let Speaker Johnson stay? If that's the case, then we're all just a bunch of hypocrites. Or, or do you say, we're just going to, we're going to suck it up, we're going to deal with this. If the Republicans lose the House, it's because of this. And by the way, if the Republicans do lose the House of Representatives in the fall, it is because of what Speaker Johnson did, colluding with the Democrats. This is also Open Line Friday. You say, what does that mean? And by the way, we have a a wonderful new uh, call screener here in our Memphis studios, Miss Lydia. And Miss Lydia is not a, this is her very first time doing Open Line Friday. So here's the deal, folks. By the way, when you call in, say, hello, Lydia, welcome to the show. But also, uh, it is Open Line Friday. Whatever you want to talk about, we will talk about today. But my question as we start off, should Speaker Johnson be vacated? Should he be removed from his position of leadership? Our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. Hi, this is Todd Stearns, and I want to update you on my Calitrin journey. I'm still losing weight, I'm also sleeping a lot better, and I've got a lot more energy. Calitrin really is about more than just weight loss. Here's my good friend Elizabeth from Calitrin. Yes, y'all, if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. So with Calitrin, make the small change to your daily routine. It's once a day, right at bedtime. It's going to help you rev up your metabolism so you can feel better, look better. You're going to be losing inches and losing pounds. And then, of course, it's great for the side benefits, too, like the sleep and the joint pain, the natural energy. So make that decision to do it for yourself today. Check out our website, toploss.com. We've got a big sale with $10 off every single bottle. It's at toploss.com, T-O-P-L-O-S-S.com, or call us 833-TOP-LOSS. And be sure to use that discount code, Todd. Nikki Haley is uniquely qualified to run for president. I'm a woman. And Nikki knows how to lead. I'm a strong woman. On the economy. I'm a woman. On foreign policy. A woman. On transgender health care. 
I'm still a woman. Nikki Haley deserves your support. Donald Trump isn't a woman. (laughs) Thank you, Paul Shanklin, our public affairs director here on the Todd Starnes Radio Show. That pretty pretty much sums up Nikki Haley's uh, qualifications for uh, the presidency. Uh, Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us on this Open Line Friday uh, edition of the program. Let's start our day in Salem, Oregon. Kathy is hanging out with us on radio station KYKN. Hi, Kathy. What's going on? Uh, um, I was just listening to what you were saying about Speaker Johnson, and you mentioned that um, Steve Bannon said this is not a good guy, and nobody believed him. I was just wondering if, um, he gave any examples about why, because it sure seemed like he started out good. Yes, it it, oh. it did, Kathy. And no, I I look, I don't watch a Steve show on a regular basis, but uh, yeah. he was pretty adamant early on about 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 Johnson, and and maybe because I knew him and I knew him to be to be a devout Christian man, uh, maybe mm-hmm. that that clouded my my judgment here. But the reality is that sometimes you you really need a hard-nosed person, you know, who can lead, who knows the power of the word no, and, uh, you know, is not one of these guys who is going to shrink, you know, at the at the side of controversy. Yeah, it makes you wonder who got to him. Well, what... you, you know, the Kathy, remember, remember the photograph of him walking side-by-side side with Paul Ryan in the Capitol yes. building? Yes, yes. That was the warning sign. Yeah. Kathy, do you think, though, I mean, look, it's going to be chaotic, but do you think they they have to remove Johnson now, or do they just suck it up and and head into the election cycle? I don't know. That's above my pay grade. Well, it's not. You're you're an American citizen, Kathy. You're a voter. You you can have a say in these kinds of things. But, But it is tough, and I mean, and you hate to say this, but politics is at play now. Because, you know, if you do go down that path, you could risk shutting down the government again for days or weeks trying to find, you know, Johnson's replacement for the next few months. Exactly. Do they have to, does he need to give a reason why he made those decisions? It seems like we get these decisions, but we never hear any reasons. We don't get any straight answers, even from Republicans. And I'm thinking we need to get together. I mean, seriously, unity is what makes the Democrats so, they're invincible when, I mean, they're unified. They are. And, and no, and the answer to your question is no, he doesn't. He should, but he's not required. I mean, there's not a a rule that says you've got to go out and explain why you betrayed the Republican Party, Uh, but, but he ought to. Because this will, this what Mike Johnson did was take the border issue off of the off of the plate for for Republicans, and it also kicks the can down the road. So now we come now comes and the argument is well we can't shut down the government. Okay, well the Democrats know that the Republicans are always going to to surrender if you throw that line at them, and that's exactly what's going to happen in March when they have to revisit this all over again, Kathy. So it's it's really unfortunate that Johnson did this because it's going to give yet again more headlines because the Republicans in Congress will betray 
the voters again in March. Write it down. Mark my words. That will happen. Kathy, I've got to run. Appreciate you calling in. Lines are open, ladies and gentlemen. Open line Friday, 901-260-5926. We'll be right back. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to MyPillow.com slash Starns. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns to get this amazing offer of the queen size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 1-800-839-8506. The offer comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns or call 800-839-8506. Promo code Starns. All right, it is Open Line Friday here on the program. Let's go to North Carolina. Mike hanging out with us on the talk station. Hi, Mike. What's on your mind? Hello, Mike. Hello? All right, Mike, you're on the air. Turn your radio down. Radio's off. This isn't Mike. This is Dave. Okay, let's 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 put this guy on hold, and let's get it to, let's get that figured out here, guys. Um, again, our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line um, and say hello to Bruce Lavelle. He is a senior advisor to President Trump. Of course, the New Hampshire primary coming up next week. Uh, Bruce, good to have you with us. And I have to tell you, the numbers are looking remarkable uh, for President Trump in the Granite State. Yeah, thanks for having me. I, I tell you, I, I hope it's not as cold as it was when I was in Iowa. So, <laughs> so, so hopefully it'll be a decent, you know, really decent weather. So, my wife is actually from New Hampshire, so it's kind of cool. So, what are you guys seeing out there? Again, the polling data, uh, Trump, well over fifty percent in in the polls we're looking at. Uh, how are things looking out there? Yeah, you know, it's looking good, and and, and to our advantage, respectfully, President Trump had a a magnificent uh, term, and so you know the the great folks of New Hampshire do remember that, just as well as many other folks from other states across the country. So that is a, a an advantage. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, the overall majority believes that President Trump deserves this this second term based on a successful uh, four years. So um, I think the other candidates are are the new kids on the block, if you can say that, and. So I believe and I know you'll see another record turnout as it relates to uh, January 23rd, just like we saw in Iowa. Are you are you concerned? Is the campaign concerned that these uh, these trials and, and we believe them to all be bogus sham trials? 
But are, are those right. having any sort of an impact? Are you guys having to answer questions about that? Um, is, is that on the minds of voters? Well, you know, I, I live my well, my primary home here in, in Atlanta is Fulton County. And of course, you know, I'm totally abreast on Fannie Willis here, the DA here with her, um, you know, the silliness that's going on down here. And I'm sure your listeners have saw the, the newest results of the conflicts of interest on uh, her diverting money to her boyfriend, et cetera. And so, you know, it, it, it's an inconvenience, you know, it's, it's, it's an unfortunate inconvenience, but it doesn't uh, alter or stop the mindset of the voters supporting President Trump. And, you know, really, Todd, and all due respect, you know, you see Tim Scott's about to come out, Ted Cruz, who's a really good constitutional guy abreast of the, the laws of the land, and Marco Rubio, and many well-known. And I say this, you know, they're not going to come out here wholeheartedly and endorse President Trump if they ever felt in their heart or mind that any of these charges could stick. And that's just the reality of it. So, it's it, yes, it is an inconvenience. It's an unfortunate part because, you know, like President Trump said, especially on the, the immunity situation, you know, what's this to say in the future for other uh, presidents? What's to say for uh, if, this, if this pendulum, as Rudy said, on the courthouse steps here in Fulton County, he said, guys, if you allow this to go on, the pendulum always swings. And that's true because I started working for Reagan when I was 18 in high school, stuffing envelopes. And I've been through many, many election cycles, et cetera, dating myself. And yes, the pendulum does swing. And if you sit back and allow this to go on, you know, I, I say this, I say this in a lot of the major news stations. I actually said it on NBC last week. I said, you know, it's kind of like, you know, Todd, I'm looking out the window and you're my neighbor. You're on vacation and I watch people go in and break in your house. And I sit right through the window and I don't pick up the phone and call the police and say, hey, they're robbing his house. And that's what I'm telling a lot of folks, whether you like President Trump or not, right is right, wrong or wrong. Do you really believe, for example, in Georgia that it's okay to sit and watch this person who's from Inglewood, California, raised in D.C., come down here, get millions of dollars to fund, to run for the DA's office and and then lobby and campaign on saying, I'm going to get Trump, just like Letitia James, get millions of dollars of 92% of her funding coming from outside of Fulton County. That should tell you something right there, not to mention Alvin Bragg and Letitia James. So it, you scratch your head and you wonder, like, what is going on? You know, is, is this like it's a collaborative effort? And, and, of course, they like to give George Soros all the credit, but I'll tell you there are many more like him that have mobilized in certain cities of urban cities, especially in city council seats, solicitor seats, you know, district attorney seats, state court, superior court, probate judges, school board seats. And they, they're doing this across the country. So this is a all hands on deck. And thank God, the greatest communicator probably in the nation's history, President Trump, who isn't beholden to special interest, there's that key word, special interest and not being beholding to lobbying, special lobbying, et cetera, is really wanting to do this for the people. And it's like you said, listen, if they do this to me, what would they do to you? So we got to get ahead of this. So, yes, to answer your question, it's a little, little bumpy, but it's not going to stop uh, President Trump being the nominee and getting the White House. Well, no, and and look, I as I think it was, was it Carrie Lake who said President Trump, Trump could be in Leavenworth and people would still vote for him? because they know it's yeah. all bogus and and I, I appreciate you pointing out again the how these people came to power uh, we're talking about alvin yep. bragg Letitia james big fanny willis as we call her in in fulton county georgia 
Um, and when you throw in the fact that Letitia James and Fannie Willis have had communications, had meetings in the White House with the vice president, it right. does lead you to wonder uh, exactly how much collusion was going on here. Uh, and again, all of this is an example of the weaponized federal government that President Trump has promised to eradicate. Yeah. You know, it's unfortunate because this isn't the first time our our government, per se, has weaponized uh, a judicial system to come against um, a movement or, uh, or a group of people that they just didn't like that wasn't part of, quote, the establishment style. I mean, come on, you know, real talk. I'm in Atlanta here. My uncle, who Dr. Nolan Lavelle marched with A.D. King, which was Alveda's dad, which was Martin's brother. So you want to talk about the, the civil rights background as it relates to what forms of the judicial system was weaponized against the movement of guys who were going out there protesting, just wanting to get to the polls, let alone not sit at the back of the bus. So, you know, we can go deep. I actually said that on NPR. Their heads exploded when I ran a contrast to that. And I said, whether you like that or not, um, that the certain parts of the government was weaponized against uh, the, the movement of a guy that went up to Memphis to defend garbage workers. That, that got shot at the Lorraine Motel. So, you know, it's not new. It's just that we've never had um, a, a leader in pre- like, like President Trump that, has, that literally will talk back at the press, will talk back at a system and say, no, uh, we're not doing that. Instead of uh, being uh, intimidated by mainstream media, like historically other presidents were, yes, outside of Ronald Reagan, and so, you know, this is refreshing. So uh, the 80-plus million voters, Todd, that, that voted for President Trump in 2020. And listen, I, I have told a lot of my folks, I've told the DeSantis people, I know Ron, I pleaded with him, I said, bro, you're a young guy, you know, take your time. We got you over the finish line with Andrew Gilliam. You know, you and Casey buckle down. Be the best second-term governor in the history of Florida. 2028's wide open. Join our train. You know, we're still a team. You know, it fell on deaf ears. The same thing with Nikki Haley in South Carolina. I remember she was first running up there because uh, I'm in the neighboring state of Georgia and everybody was all excited and stuff. And, you know, this, this Nikki Haley, blah, 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 blah. And, and, of course, the flag situation, other situations that she was dealing with. And same thing. And, and I said, you know, you went on national TV and said, if President Trump runs again, quote, I will not run. And so, you know, it's kind of like, guys, calm down, you know. And Todd, in all due respect, and, and all the listeners, whether you agree with President Trump or not, I've known him since 1990. I actually met him in Atlanta uh, 30, 34 years ago, um, is the fact that if we were in a normal election cycle, let's just say if you want to use the word normal, in 2020, we had, you know, the, the country was shut down. They said, oh, just stay home. We'll mail your ballots. Now, I grew up with a, mil- a command sergeant major that retired the military where I was taught that absentee ballots were for the military incapacitated people and where we dressed up. My mother made us dress up on election day and go with her, whether we could vote or not as kids. That's how serious it was. And so we shut down the country. We had all this chaos going on and he got more votes this time around. I said, wait a minute, something's not right here. And all due respect for all the other folks that were out there, they know that. So, you know, if it was normal election, whatever, and we lost, we would accept that. And, you know, I've always said this about President Trump. I know him very well. He, all, he, he knows what a loss looks like, and he knows what a win looks 
like, and and a lot of us do. And this was 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 a lot of uh, uh, situations going on that weren't, if you want to use the word, normal. Right. right. So, in all due respect, he is the incumbent. He this should be his second term. And a lot of guys reconciled, and a lot of guys went out there and pretended, Todd, that you know. Uh, well, it's bad that they're Letitia James and they're doing this. But deep down, they were hoping that one of these things would stick. And that's why they put their name on that ballot. Instead of reconciling and say, hey, we're with you. We know what happened. And it's like I said, as Rudy said on those courthouse steps, Rudy Giuliani, a good friend of mine I've known for many years, who fought the mob in New York. Come on, people forget about that. <laughs> you know? I was like, what are you going to do to Rudy? <laughs> he fought the mob. The pendulum could swing, and this could swing back to you. And standing there silent and not standing up, whether you're Democrat, Independent, or Republican, and to all the listeners, remember, this could be you, your neighbor, your friend, your husband, your brother, your cousin. And that's that's where we're at with this, Todd. Bruce, got to jump in, and we are super late for a break, but I appreciate you coming on and uh, giving <laughs> us a, a roundup of, uh, of what's happening there in New Hampshire. And uh, we wish you guys uh, good luck next week. I think it's going to be a great day for the president. Thank you again. Yeah, God bless. Thanks, Tom. All right, Thanks for having take me. care. Bruce Lavelle, everybody, a senior advisor to President Trump, uh, going back to the first uh, first uh, time he ran for the White House back in 2016. And, of course, we're going to be providing you with uh, great insight into what's happening um, on uh, the primary coming up. All right, uh, we've got to take a quick break here. Our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Daily Mail coming out with an exclusive report. And Nikki Haley has to be very careful here because if she does not ferociously defend Donald Trump against what the media is trying to do to him, they will come after her, and they already have. We will tell you about the Daily Mail's reporting about Nikki Haley and a scandal coming up next. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Uh, let's get back to the phones here. 901-260-5926. Open line Friday. Let's go to Orange County, California. Stephen on the line. Hi, Stephen. What's on your mind? Mr. Starnes, how are you, sir? It's an honor to speak with you. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. Long-time listener, first-time caller, as they say. And that's, uh, that's the truth. Well, we're, we're excited to have you on. What's, what's going on? What's on your mind, Stephen? Well, hey, the other day I called in because you all were taking uh, a little mini poll about the uh, VP, and I, if I may, um, uh, just chime in on that one real quick because we ran you ran out of time, so I didn't get a you know hop on the line with you. Sure. My my uh, my wish is that he picks uh, President Trump picks Ben Carson. Oh, why do you like Ben Carson? Uh, he's a, I'm a Christ follower of Jesus Christ myself, and I know that he is a Christ follower, and that's real important to me and a lot of folks that uh, I associate with. 
Well, I look, Dr. Carson is, is a brilliant man, and uh, I thought he gave a terrific response. You know, there had been a lot of talk about racism, and I forget what specific issue. But Dr. Carson yeah. responded by saying, you know, whenever I did brain surgery uh, and I was working on that brain, it's interesting uh, that brains are all the same color. Yes, exactly, exactly. Someone might, someone might want to tell uh, Coach Mayo that, right? Um, maybe that'll, some Carson will rub off on him. Oh yes, the uh, the the what the uh, the new head coach of the uh, of the New England yeah. Patriots, Coach uh, Coach Mayo, there. Yes, yes. Yeah. I already miss Coach, coach uh, Belichick, the genius. Uh, <laughs> well, there you go. Well, Stephen, I week for my football teams. Yeah. Th- well, there uh, you go. Well, yes. Stephen, I appreciate Stephen and Coach Belichick. There you go. Well, I appreciate you uh, calling in, and uh, thank you for uh, thank you for listening to the program. And uh, we do like uh, Ben Carson. Um, he's a good guy. By the way, can we talk about this uh, coach, uh, Coach Manes, out of the uh, New England Patriots? He's the new, what, the first black head football coach there with the Patriots. And he's out there saying that uh, he's going to be all about, he sees color, so everything's going to be about race with this guy. And he even uh, said that, that we also need to be addressing diverse or uh, um, those with disabilities. And um, just a couple of thoughts here on, on that. So, first of all, if you are a white football player uh, and you play for the New England Patriots, you probably need to find another team because I don't think you're going to be allowed to play. And if you are there, you're probably going to be on the bench. Um, the good news is if you are blind, then you might be able to try out uh, for the quarterback position uh, with the Patriots. And, and I say that because uh, he's going to be hiring folks with disabilities. And if he doesn't, if Coach Mayonnaise does not hire people with disabilities, well, then uh, he could be accused of being an ableist. And nobody wants to be accused of that. So anyway, expect to see, I don't know, a couple of linemen with or without limbs and also a blind quarterback. And I think you're going to have one heck of a team there. I can promise you this. I don't know if they're going to win any games, but it will be the most memorable New England Patriots team in the history of the NFL. There you go. All right, uh, coming up, we're going to jump into this uh, controversy with Congresswoman Barbara Lee out of California. And uh, we're going to play some audio when we get back from the break here. She is now alleging that she was accosted by a white guy in the U.S. Capitol. She says that she was trying to board the members-only elevator in the Capitol, and the white man stopped her and demanded to know who she thought she was when she explained that she was a member of Congress and she pointed to her lapel where her congressional pen was. He apparently asked her um, who, uh, who, who she stole that from. Now, we're going to play this audio in the next hour, and I'm, I'm just going to ask a very simple question. Do you believe this woman? Because I don't believe the woman. I think she's I think she's lying. I think there's a better chance that that white guy was just coming back from Subway and was munching on a tuna fish sandwich and he was flanked by two Nigerian bodybuilders. I think that it's more believable that she actually got on board the elevator and there was a a noose hanging from the elevator and that the elevator insides were all besmirched with racist graffiti. I think there's a better chance of all of that happening than Barbara Lee being accosted by a white guy. So here's the thing. Video or it didn't happen. 
They've got video cameras all over the U.S. Capitol building. So I want to see the video evidence of this woman being accosted by a white guy on Capitol Hill. Our telephone number, 901-260-5926. We're going to be going to your calls as well. 901-260-5926. Coming up, we're going to be talking with Senator Bill Haggerty. Also, we're going to be checking in live at the March for Life today. We've got about a 1,000 Liberty University students down there representing this radio program. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Hang tight, everybody. Hour two of The Big Show coming up next. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starks. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starks Radio Show, hour two of the big show underway. Great to have all of you uh, fine folks with us today. Go ahead and write down our telephone number. You will need this if you plan on uh, calling in today. Our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Right now, um, in the nation's capital, the March for Life underway. Uh, Among those uh, in attendance today is Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh. So uh, that's, um, that's a good thing. Also, uh, Speaker Mike Johnson, fresh off of his betrayal of Republican voters and conservatives and anybody who cares about the border, uh, Speaker Mike Johnson is actually at the March for Life today, uh, speaking to the assembled crowd as well. All bundled up. It's a snowy day in Washington. Let's go down to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Ryan Helfenbein joins us. He is the executive director of the Standing for Freedom Center also a VP of Communications at Liberty. Ryan, I understand you guys have about a 1,000 Liberty University students with you today. Todd, that's absolutely right. As the snow is falling right now as we speak, we have a 1,000 students that are here, 20 buses that came out this morning. We left at 5 a.m. to make the the trip, about a four-hour trip out to D.C. And uh, I am so excited that this, this generation, and I will say it's the largest, group that we've had to come out to the March for Life. We, of course, marched at Dobbs, where we had a thousand students. This is the largest group we've had in January. Uh, And, you know, in the midst of of the weather that we're having, the adversity of the weather, they're here. They're so excited. They're loud and proud. This is pretty exciting. And uh, looking at video there from from the the campus in Lynchburg, you just have row after row after row of uh, buses filled with students 
Uh, I'm curious, Ryan, what is what is the messaging here? Uh, you've got all these young people, Gen Zers out there in the cold, standing up for the unborn. What does that tell you about the, the state of the, the pro-life movement in America? Oh, I'm, I am thrilled, and I am an optimist. When it comes to the future, the future is bright. When you look at these young kids and you look at the gleaming eyes, the, you know, they're full of joy. And I, I think that they're more resilient than maybe even in previous generations because they know the opposition, the things that they're up against. I will tell you, I am proud to say that when it came to advertising this event on campus, we sent out one email, Todd, one email, and we had an overwhelming response from our students that they wanted to come. Wow. Uh, and in years past, we didn't we didn't always have enough buses, enough transportation. But this year, we, we, we made it possible. And I'll say, uh, fearless leader, uh, Dr. Don DeCoston, our new president, uh, he was out there to rally the troops this morning as the students were being sent off. He came up on the buses, uh, spoke to them, uh, gave them a heartwarming speech. And uh, it was just really uh, thrilling to see that. Well, and, and it's exciting to see a, a university uh, the with the – uh, with the influence that Liberty has, uh, making this a priority and providing those buses and and helping the students uh, take a stand that I think the entire nation is is going to be seeing today. Yeah, absolutely. I think it reinforces that this is not a Catholic issue. It's not an evangelical issue, right? It's it's an issue that involves all of us. Uh, we want to promote the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we want to say to the watching world, "Hey, we are the pro life generation." And by the way, God made us in his image, male and female, Todd, he created them. And that's something else that's kind of something that we're a little bit more aware of even this year as, as other political issues kind of come to the forefront, cultural frontline issues. Uh, there are only two genders, and these students know that. <laughs> and that's reassuring, Ryan, because trust me, uh, we cover this that particular issue a lot on this program, and there are a lot of universities where saying what you just said could get a staff person fired, could get a student in trouble, but at Liberty University, you embrace the fact um, that God created male and female. That's right. That's right. And so I would just encourage anybody listening, grandparent, parent, check out Liberty University at liberty.edu. Uh, you know, absolutely, if you have questions, we have over 700-degree programs, over 15 schools, uh, and, and that's something that you can do both online and resident. And, and we've had a proud partnership going back, oh, gosh, almost a decade now with Liberty University uh, and this program. And uh, we have always, our, our interns have been incredible student workers. Uh, we just, we, the, there's just something about a Liberty University student that really sets them apart from, from students, from kids at other schools. Yes, I, I, I think without question. In fact, that is often the comment that I get from employers. Uh, from different organizations, whether it be Fortune 500 companies or nonprofits. And by the way, I'll just say, Todd, we, we have Alan Morrow on our team, and we, he, is, uh, he is a huge leader, uh, but he's somebody that we borrowed back from you, uh, and he worked over with you guys, and uh, we're certainly thrilled to have him. Yeah, you had to bring that up, rubbing salt in the wounds. 
Way to go, Helfenbein. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. No, wow. No, no, but we'll have more. We have more students every year, as you know. Yeah, and no, Alan's a great guy, and we uh, were thrilled that he was a part of what we were doing, and now uh, what you guys are doing there at the Standing for Freedom Center. Ryan, I know it's super cold there, and uh, you guys still have a lot of marching to do, so we're going to let you get back to that. And uh, please tell the students here at Liberty that uh, they've got a whole nation that's incredibly proud of them. Certainly will do, Todd. Thank you, as always. All right, Ryan Helfenbein, everybody, from Liberty University. How about that? A 1,000 Liberty University students in the frigid cold, and it is snowing in Washington right now. A lot of people can't even get out of their homes, but these kids are marching in the snow for the unborn. What does that tell you about the, the incredible young people they have over there at Liberty University? All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Before we do, I, I do want to get to the phones. Uh, Fletcher from Georgia, listening to us on WDUN, has been holding on for a while and wanted to weigh in on government spending. Fletcher, appreciate you holding on. Uh, what's on, on your mind today? Well, I'm looking for solutions, Todd. I'm a conservative, vote Republican, and a longtime listener. And I haven't heard any solutions out of the Republicans. They talk about how bad the deficit is. You talk about how bad the deficit is, but nobody presents a solution, and there are solutions. Well, what's your solution, Fletcher? Well, my solution to get things kicked off with was to, to have the law change so that we cannot elect anybody that spends more money than they take in and give the president uh, 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 power to uh, line item veto. Uh, it approaches the power that the government has, and these guys run for power. Uh, that's what is, it gets them in the thing, and they spend money to keep the power that they have. If they ha- if they couldn't run again, if they spent more money than they took in, they would either have to raise taxes, which is a, the Republican position on that has. We we got to have taxes to do things, but we won't cover what we are paying out. I mean, Fletcher, this is, I mean, it's a great idea you have. I, I just think that there's, there's something a whole, and I do like the line item veto, by the way. But, the, but the, the very practical thing is when you have legislation that comes to you and there's a spending bill for, I don't know, a couple of million dollars to get monkeys high on meth, you know what? How about voting no unless they take that nonsense out of there? I mean, that's a very simple thing, and it will not even cost us a single penny to do. Uh, but but unfortunately, Fletcher, the Republicans on Capitol Hill won't even do that. That's true. And until we start, I mean, you may have some other listeners that have better ideas than I do. But and you're right, they vote. They don't vote to spend less because that's where they get their power. Republicans and Democrats and guys like you that have power for listeners need to start coming up with a solution to this problem because you know what the problem is, but you never suggest it. Well, I, Fletcher, I, I do that every day on the program. I mean, look, this is it's a very simple solution. And, and trust me on this, Fletcher, if, if they implemented what you just said, they would find a way o- around it. They just would. That's how these, these lawmakers are. They're snakes. But the reality is we sent them to Washington with a mandate. 
you will either you will either balance the budget and stop this nonsensical spending or else we're booting you out. So I think the voters have a responsibility to hold these people accountable. When they come back and they do the town hall meetings, go go, uh, go to the town hall meeting and ask your congressman, congressman so and so, why are you spending 2 million dollars to get monkeys high on methamphetamine? Why are you doing that? Why are you turning the ape community into meth heads, congressman? I mean, it really is that simple. Uh, Fletcher got to run, but I, it's a great idea and a thought. Let's go with the line item veto. But we do our best. When we bring lawmakers onto this program, we call them out and we ask, why did you vote for this? And the, the reality is a lot of these people just don't like you. They tolerate you because they need your vote. Oh, this bit of breaking news just in. I love this story. Sports Illustrated has laid off their entire staff. Uh, This news uh, coming in from the New York Post. The Arena Group alerted all Sports Illustrated staffers on Friday their positions were being eliminated. Richard Deich, a sports media reporter who left for Sports Illustrated for the Atlantic, posted the email that all employees received on X. It noted that some employees would be terminated immediately. The decision comes after Authentic Brands Group, the licensing group that bought Sports Illustrated, terminated the agreement it holds with the Arena Group to publish the magazine in print and digital. Wow. Here's the the letter. I'm going to read this to you. So Sports Illustrated, the entire staff got got the heave-ho. All impacted employees will get severance pay and will be entitled to any applicable notice period outlined in the union agreement. Well, first of all, there's problem number one. It's a union shop. Some employees will be terminated immediately and paid in lieu of the applicable notice period. Employees with a last working day of today will be contacted by the team soon. Other employees will be expected to work through the end of the notice period We appreciated the work and efforts, everyone who has contributed to the Sports Illustrated brand and business. Remember, I remember as a kid how excited I was to get Sports Illustrated in the mail. And it was, at one time, a great sports magazine. Matter of fact, you folks uh, out there might remember Louis Grizzard and uh, his half-brother, Ludlow Porch, uh, who had a great radio program in Georgia and some of the southern states called the Fun Seekers Network. And Ludlow came to fame because uh, Sports Illustrated did a story on uh, trivia guys, and Ludlow Porch was one of the great trivia people of America. And by the way, and that, by the way, that is why some of our best trivia people come to us from WDUN in Gainesville, Georgia, because of, of, of Luddy. So anyway, um, here's the problem, and this is what happened with Sports Illustrated very quickly here. Uh, first of all, it's a union shop, so they were paying they were paying out the wazoo for staffing. But number two, and this was perhaps the most egregious thing, they are as woke as the day is long. And the average sports fans are saying, you know what, we've had it. Well, uh, enough of this. So anyway, Sports Illustrated, going belly up. 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. Open line Fridays. We'll be right back. What impacts you every day? 
There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us today. So I want to get to this Barbara Lee story. You know what? Before we get to the Barbara Lee story, I've got to talk about this Daily Mail piece. And again, this goes back to Nikki Haley and all you other all you other Republicans out there. You think they're just doing all of this to Donald Trump, but they're not. This is the headline from the Daily Mail today. Nikki Haley did cheat on her husband, Michael and had affairs with her communications consultant and a married South Carolina lobbyist before she became governor. This is according to sworn affidavits and new new claims by eyewitnesses. Now, Nikki Haley has denied cheating on her husband, but she is now accused of engaging in two extramarital affairs during her gubernatorial campaign. Will Folks, age 49, and Larry Marchant, age 61, both signed affidavits in 2010, alleging they had a sexual relationship with the then South Carolina governor, um, the lawmaker, rather, before she went on to become governor. When the contents of the affidavits were described by major news outlets at the time, this is the first time they have been published outside of Folks' own document, which he published on his blog. Haley denied both at the time, saying she was 100% faithful to the father of her two children and her husband of 28 years. Haley now cites him as a reason for her presidential uh, candidacy. So there you have it. Uh, This is, again, from the reporting of the Daily Mail. Multiple Republican insiders tell the Daily Mail that Haley and... um, Uh, that they were intimately aware of Haley's infidelity, including tales of steamy liaisons in the back of her Cadillac SUV. Nikki Haley has also been accused of, quote, canoodling in her lover's laps at bars and nights spent together in a Columbia, South Carolina duplex. It's always the duplex, right? There's always some freaky stuff going on down at the duplex. Haley has not responded to the Daily Mail's request for comment as of the time of publication. And you know why this is fair game, ladies and gentlemen? Because this is what they've been doing to Donald John Trump all along. There is one difference, though. Trump didn't do anything. And every time, every time they accuse Trump of doing something, it turns out it was a fabrication. And maybe this is a fabrication. But the Daily Mail felt strong enough about it. They've got the goods. They've got the evidence. They have these sworn signed affidavits. So we'll see how this, uh, if this has any uh, legs to it. See if there's any canoodling going on. All right, Barbara Lee, black representative from California, made a stunning accusation on CNN. Now, cut number 10. Racism, institutional racism, 
is in the DNA of this country. When you look at uh, what has taken place, look at the, our Native Americans, the genocide of Native Americans. When you look at what has taken place as it relates to African Americans, uh, the 250 years plus of enslaving African Americans, and then you look at the disparities now uh, in our community in terms of health care, unemployment, the wealth gap, housing. You can't tell me that systemic racism does not exist. It's not just a little kink. Secondly, you have personal racism, which is hard to address, but I'll give you one little story that shows you why uh, we need to understand that I don't think she really understands racism. I was walking from the House building on Capitol Hill to the Capitol, and a man, a white guy, stopped me and told me I could not get into the member's elevator. And you know, All right, so we're going to play some more of this coming back, but uh, do you believe this? Do you really believe that this, this story happened? 901-260-5926 is our number. We'll be right back. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Someone writing, Sports Illustrated, Sports Illustrated put a man in a one-piece on the cover of its swimsuit edition, and the staff now feigns surprise that they're all being laid off. Go woke, go broke. Well, that's, it's a, look, it's a fair observation. Uh, fair observation. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Happy to have you with us on this open line Friday. Our telephone number, by the way, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. On the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, our good friend and my senator, Senator Bill Haggerty from Tennessee. Hope you're doing well today. Well, Todd, I'm uh, weather- weathering our winter storm here in Tennessee right now. Um, I was able to get back from Washington last night, uh, just barely. Uh, but we've had some pretty amazing weather, uh, as you know, in Memphis, uh, certainly in Middle Tennessee as well. Um, I'm actually right now just looking out the window watching watching snow removal take place. So it's not typical for us uh, in, in, in this part of the country to see this much snow and ice, but we're navigating through it. We are not built for this in Memphis, uh, Senator. I, I didn't sign up for this when I moved back home. So. It's just brutal. So, but hopefully, well, I was talking. I was talking with Mayor Young just yesterday there in Memphis, and I tell you, the, the unsung heroes in all of this are the folks that work for you know Memphis Power, Light, and Water. The 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 folks that handle our utilities. We don't think about them during most of the year, but when something like this happens, they step up. They step to the fore. They keep uh, electricity going. They keep our houses warm and water flowing, and it's absolutely critical. So, hats off to them around the nation. And, and I will say this um, as the owner of the, uh, the the only locally owned radio station, News Talk station in memphis kwam that was the only station where this the entire staff showed up to uh to tell people about the storms and the roads and uh, we certainly want to salute our great team there ben dieter and uh, we hear you a lot on that morning show uh, there in memphis as well you, so God. we we yeah, love all those good folks um all right senator let's let's talk about um first of all the continuing resolution a lot of very upset people about this um, mainly because the border situation is still not being dealt with. 
and it looks like we're just kicking the can down the road again. That is what we're doing. We're kicking the can down for a few more weeks, but what my hope is that we'll be able to actually get through the appropriations process. I serve on the appropriations committee. We've had our work done since July of last year. And to be clear, the appropriators don't set the overall amount of spending, but what the appropriator's job is to do is to cut that up in as efficient a manner as possible to try to vet some of these proposals that are authorized, and you hear about things being authorized but not uh, not appropriated. Some of these things are, are impossible to do. They're contradictory to existing uh, law and regulation, et cetera. That's the process that we need to go through. But Chuck Schumer would much rather put that off and try to create an emergency just like he did this week so that he can get people, try to force people to the table on issues like the border, like Ukraine, like Israel funding, et cetera. They attempted that at the White House uh, earlier this week. I think uh, we all put our foot down and said, we're not going to go for some, you know, overnight backdoor, you know, underground plan that you come up with. It's got to be vetted. It's got to be properly moved through the process. So we're coming back with yet another try, uh, I hope, to get to the appropriations process. But this is going to have to come to an end. There's no way I'm going to stand for another one of these big omnibus packages and trying to slam everything together at the last minute. We'll see if this... If this little reprieve here gives us enough time to get some sanity into the system, if not, um, you know, I'm not sure where we head after this. Good. I, well, I'm I'm glad to hear that. And again, it's my my only concern are the number of uh, folks in the House that have been coming on my program saying it's not a matter of if, but when we have some sort of a terrorist attack because of what's been coming across that border. So it seems to me there should be a sense of urgency. Um, based on you know all the reports of of horror stories that that we're hearing, Todd, you're exactly right, and I appreciate your being focused on the national security aspects of this. Just just since the Hamas attack on Israel on October the seventh, we have seen over 150 different nationalities apprehended at our southern border. We don't know who's in our country, and we had FBI Director Christopher Ray testify before the Senate uh, just the other day that uh, he has seen more, I don't know how he phrased it, but red lights, you know, national security alerts uh, on his screen than he's ever seen before. He said, it it sounds to me like it's lighting up like a Christmas tree, not just in America, but all over the world with the unrest that this is precipitating. And again, they've just completely collapsed our southern border. We have so far, um, they're, they're estimating 8 million people that have come in under Joe Biden's watch. You know they haven't been properly vetted. Uh, so many of them have come in off the terrorist watch list that we know of. And if you think about the ones that we don't know about, which are the, quote, uh, high-quality uh, people that the, um, that the cartels move across, they, they, they flood the zone with um, women and children and people, people that aren't, uh, aren't, quote, of concern. And then that opens the gate for them to push their fentanyl and their, quote, high-quality uh, invaders uh, through other points that they can manage more carefully. So I really deeply worry about um, who is in here, what they may be planning. And um, it's just, I, I think your, your your other callers are absolutely right to be focused on it as you are. This is a huge national security issue for America. Senator, um, one of the things that has been a, a subject of conversation around water coolers, around uh, radio talk shows, uh, what exactly is the point of all of these people coming into the country? Why are the Democrats so anxious to get them here? And and why are they sending them to you know parts unknown in the country? And a lot of folks may not realize this, but one theory is that this could be um, all about the Electoral College uh, and the census, because those numbers actually determine the allocation of votes in the uh, 
in in the electoral college and that is a huge concern of mine i know you have introduced a bill that actually puts the citizenship question on on the census that's correct that's correct and you are exactly right todd very few people understand this i think most every american would think well in order to allocate a congressional seat um, that should be the population of citizens that that would be based upon not based on the population of people that are in a given state but it's the latter it's just based on the number of people that are in the state if you look at a state like california they've got several more legislators today in the congress because of the their ability to count illegal immigrants in in in, in their populace if you were to take it you, you just it's a it's a very perverse incentive but if you think about what's happening in america uh, citizens are moving they're, they're voting with their feet they're moving out of states like california illinois new york they're leaving those states and they're coming to states like tennessee they're getting out of there what do these states do then well you, you you heard the quiet part out loud just a couple of weeks ago with representative clark she's a member of congress from brooklyn she actually came out and said it she needs these people these illegal immigrants for for the purposes of redistricting that's exactly what she says because she wants to hold on to her district. That's why they create sanctuary cities and guess where? New York, Chicago, L.A., San Francisco. They're trying to backfill the departure of legal citizens from their states with these illegal immigrants. This is about holding on to power. And what this does is it distorts the Electoral College. It gives people you, – you, you think about if, if Los Angeles, for example, were 50 percent illegal immigrants and 50 percent citizens – each citizen would basically have twice the vote, if that makes sense, or twice the voice that they deserve as a citizen because that illegal immigrant's getting counted as well in terms of allocating them a congressional seat. This is, this is well beyond anything the Founding Fathers ever anticipated. Uh, no one would have dreamed that Joe Biden's transformation of America would yield this sort of result. But that's exactly what's happening. I think it's all very well understood by the Democrats. And as I said, Representative Clark even said it aloud a couple of weeks ago. They need this for the redistricting. That's why my legislation is so important to fix the census process so we have the information and that we only count citizens for the purpose of allocating congressional seats. And then that, der that derivative is then how many electoral votes each state gets. That's what we've got to fix. I can't believe that it's gotten to this stage and the Democrats are taking full advantage of it. And looking at projections, uh, there's a group called the Census Project. They're saying California, if trends continue, could lose five congressional seats in 2030. To your point, uh, folks moving to other states, and that would mean, for example, I know Tennessee has become a, a hot spot of these uh, refugees from the blue states. You know, we could end up gaining a congressional seat as a result of that. So to your point, that's why this is so vitally important. And, and Senator, I how does this practically work? You put the citizenship question on the census. What would we do with that information? Well, that would enable us to know which congressional districts. We can tie those census uh, forms back to congressional districts so we can go back and adjust the populations correctly for citizens as opposed to just people. And again, the Census Bureau has come up with some very aggressive measures to, quote, estimate the number of homeless and illegal people that live in given areas. Again, it's all tweaked in a way that inflates those numbers in my, in my humble estimation. But we've got to get to the bottom of this because they're using every tool they can. If you go back to the, the commission that was put together, run by former President Jimmy Carter, former Secretary of State James Baker, looking at election integrity in, the, in, in America back in the 90s, they identified several things that were, were very vulnerable for election integrity. The, that these are basically at the root 
of the Democrats' uh, so-called HR1 package from the last Congress, where they wanted to completely change all the rules, go to you know ballot harvesting, go to drop boxes, go to universal mail-out balloting, all the things that former President Carter and James Baker said were, were fraught with potential for fraud. That's exactly what they want to put in place. Again, this is just another area where they're trying to manipulate the system and the process to their advantage. They can't win on the policies. So that's what they're trying to do is, is focus on the process. All right. Uh, well, Senator, we're going to leave it there and appreciate that. It's a, it's a great idea, and I, I think this has to be done. It's a pretty common-sense approach to it. Uh, by the way, I saw the governor, uh, Bill Lee, uh, on video doing the sledding. It, we're getting too old to do this, uh, Senator. I'm really concerned. It's, I got a text my message. My kids enjoyed it. I got a text message yesterday from my orthopedic surgeon saying, hey, we're open today. And I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> it's good for business. Uh, clearly, clearly. Well, stay safe, Todd. All right, you stay too, safe. Senator. All right, take care. Senator Bill Haggerty, everybody, on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line today. I said electoral college. That is not what I meant, but uh, I meant the elections in general. And appreciate the senator, um, you know, correcting me there. Um, this is a huge deal, and this is something that I think will go a long way into helping us understand how many illegals are actually here in the country. All right, we've got to take a quick break here. Our telephone number is nine zero one two six zero five nine two six. Again, that's nine zero one two six zero five nine two six. Have I told you today about Newsmax Plus? It is so great. Was watching again last night. Newsmax Plus, you're going to get all of the great shows. Greg Kelly and Greta, Eric Bowling. Uh, by the way, Glenn Beck was on Eric's show last night. Rob Schmidt. Uh, even actor John Voight has a great series on Israel that you got to watch, but you can only watch it on Newsmax Plus. More than 180,000 people have already signed up, including yours truly. And, of course, you're going to be able to get all of the Donald Trump rallies, which is what I really appreciate. All you have to do uh, to go to, to uh, subscribe, uh, go to NewsmaxPlus.com. It's really that simple. And by the way, it is free to start. That's right. You get a free trial subscription, NewsmaxPlus.com. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. All right, folks, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. By the way, remember, what was it, 2021 Sports Illustrated? They put that dude in the uh, the woman's bathing suit on the front cover for the Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. And and, and the staff is surprised that, that people are going to do Really? The, the staff is really surprised by that. I uh, Go figure. All right, um... I want to go back here, and I want to finish out. Uh, this is uh, Congresswoman Lee um, talking about this white guy uh, who tried to stop her from getting on board a an, an elevator at the U.S. Capitol. Racism, institutional racism, 
is in the DNA of this country. When you look at uh, what has taken place, look at the, our Native Americans, the genocide of Native Americans. When you look at what is taking place as it relates to African Americans, uh, the 250 years plus of enslaving African Americans, and then you look at the disparities now uh, in our community in terms of health care, unemployment, the wealth gap, housing. You can't tell me that systemic racism does not exist. It's not just a little kink. Secondly, you have personal racism, which is hard to address, but I'll give you one little story that shows you why uh, we need to understand that I don't think she really understands racism. I was walking from the House building on Capitol Hill to the Capitol, and a man, a white guy, stopped me and told me I could not get into the member's elevator. And, you know, we have uh, pens, and I was going to vote. And he blocked me from getting into the elevator and told me I was not a member of Congress, and it was for members only. I said, sir, I'm a member of Congress. And he, I showed him my pen, and he said, whose pen did you steal? Now, this is an example of what personal racism is and how people of color constantly have to deal with this each and every day. But systemic racism is in the policies of this country. And just look at what they're trying to do in terms of eliminating diversity, equity, and inclusion. They're trying to uh, not allow for an equal and level playing field. Uh, and so mm -hmm. it's a very dangerous uh, position that she has. Uh, she's clueless. And she was talking about uh, Nikki Haley saying that there is uh, there's no race issue in America. My question is, are you buying what Barbara Lee is selling? Do you believe that a white guy actually went up to her in the Capitol building and and prevented her from boarding a members only elevator? By the way, there are video cameras everywhere and especially in that area. I know exactly where these elevators are located and you've got video surveillance. So do you believe what Barbara Lee is telling you? Our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Now, coming up on the Newsmax TV show today, we're going to be talking to Mike Barry over at First Liberty Institute. You're not going to believe this, folks. The White House getting ready for the big Easter egg roll. That's a huge a huge tradition at the White House. And the, the, um, the, the White House is inviting the children of National Guard members to submit designs for this year's Easter egg. And the, the, the winning designs will be displayed there at the White House. It's a very nice thing to do. It's a great honor. They've been doing this kind of a thing for years um, there at the, at, the, um, at the White House. So... The rules and regulations were sent out, and it turns out the White House is now banning children from using any sort of reference to Jesus or religion on the Easter eggs. No, I'm, I'm not making this up. I'm telling you, we've got a copy of the actual rules and regulations. If you want to enter the contest, your Easter egg cannot have any sort of Christian or religious imagery, and you're not allowed to mention the name of Jesus Christ on an Easter egg. I, again, folks, not making this up. Now, it just seems to me at, at this point, if you are going to ban the children from decorating Easter eggs with the reason for the season, um, the, as the case were, that that you do not have an Easter egg celebration. What you have is, I don't know, a celebration of laying hens. So you're celebrating the, the egg at that point. 
because you're taking the, the religion right out of it. So anyway, uh, there you go. Mike Barry uh, weighing in on this from First Liberty Institute. He'll be with us on the Newsmax 2 show a little bit later on today. Also, Congressman Bob Good from the House Freedom Caucus. Uh, folks, here's what I need you to do in the break. If you can help us out here, go and pre-order a copy of my brand new book. It's coming out March 19th. It's called Twilight's Last Gleaming, Can America Be Saved? I'm going to be talking more about this as we get closer to launch date. You are going to love this book, and this is the kind of book that you want to give to a liberal so that they can become a conservative. I'm I'm telling you, there will be a conversion experience. It's kind of like a political Bible, if you will. Twilight's Last Gleaming. Get a copy right now at Amazon. We'll be right back, America. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Happy to have you with us today. A lot going on. By the way, watching this uh, news out of... Washington, D.C. area, Loudoun County, the parkway there, a a commuter plane um, made an emergency landing, crash landing on the the road. And it looks like no serious injuries. Everybody was able to get out of the plane. Planes banged up. It's not going to be worth anything these days. But again, they're having a pretty serious snowstorm uh, in that area. And uh, this was a Southern Airways a plane. It was a commuter plane, Southern Airways Express, of flight two forty six. Looks like I'm. Uh, looks like a Cessna. Um, no word on how many people were on board, but apparently nobody got hurt. So there you go. That is great news. All right, uh, this is Open Line Friday, ladies and gentlemen. And by the way, we welcome all of our viewers uh, this hour of the program who are watching us on Newsmax too, and uh, we welcome all of you fine folks as well. Um, Some big political news. Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina is going to be endorsing President Trump today. And Nikki Haley, when confronted with that news, looked like she had seen a ghost. So uh, not going well for Nikki Haley right now. And we're going to keep you updated on those developments as well. Uh, Also, uh, this story out of Mississippi the uh, Newton County Elementary School under fire. Turns out there was a kindergarten teacher at the school, and this kindergarten teacher, every day before the children would go to the lunchroom, she would lead them all in, in a lovely prayer. And uh, the, the prayer went something like this, God is great, God is good, let us thank him for our food. By his hands we all are fed, give us, Lord, our daily bread. Oh, that rhymes. I just noticed that. 
Amen. Well, amen. Good for you, kindergarten teacher. We had a guy um, who was a school teacher back in the day. I don't want to give his name, but uh, he would lead us in a prayer there at Hope Peace Sullivan Elementary School in South Haven, Mississippi. Rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub, yay God. I got the job done. But anyway, a parent at this school apparently learned about the prayer, got very upset, and demanded the school stop the five-year-olds from offering thanks to God. And that's when the Freedom From Religion Foundation got involved. Oh, that's the group of atheists out of Wisconsin. They're all lactose intolerant. That's got to be a tough thing to be if you live in cheese country. No wonder they're atheists. So anyway, they mailed a letter to the school district demanding that the teacher cease and desist leading the children in prayer. They say it's against the law for teachers to pray with the children, and they accuse the teacher of abusing her position and coercing the urchins to pray to God. The school district agreed and said in the name of inclusivity, they would no longer allow the teachers to lead prayers. Now, not only is this a religious liberty issue in my estimation, but there's also a very practical issue at stake here. Because let's get real, we've all we've all had lunch in the school cafe gymnatorium before, and let's be honest, based on what they're serving these days, those kids need all the prayers they can get. I'm just saying. So there you go, that news out of Newton County, Mississippi. Also from Tennessee, one of the nation's one of the state's largest newspapers, the Tennessean, owned by Gannett, they've sparked an ugly controversy. Turns out you can order a specialty license plate here in Tennessee, and you can also order one that has that is styled after the historic Gadsden flag. You know, the coiled snake, don't tread on me. So anyway, the Tennessean newspaper in Nashville is very upset. They say the flag has been seen by some as racist, and it's tied to the Confederacy and slavery. A columnist for the Tennessean wrote, that the Gadsden flag was carried by protesters on January 6th and in Charlottesville, Virginia. Well, okay, but does that make the flag racist, ladies and gentlemen? Does that make the the flag extreme? You know what they're really upset about here? It turns out they ranked these specialty license plates, and you can get a lot of them. Well, it turns out that the Gadsden flag is the number one specialty license plate in Tennessee. It actually beat out a Dolly Parton license plate. Dylan, apparently, no, I I have not seen the Dolly Parton license plate, but apparently there are two giant, well, I don't care. Bumpers. I was going to say bumpers. So so people are very upset about all of this, and uh, they say, well, this is this is not right because the racists are using the Gaston flag, it cannot be used anymore. It, it should be outlawed. Well, that makes absolutely no sense, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, you've got the KKK out there, right? And they wear white bed sheets with the pointy hats. Are you telling me that right now we have to start outlawing bed linens across America because the Klan wears a bed sheet? No, of course not. Give me a break. And by the way, if you are that triggered by the Gadsden flag, specially license plate, I, I just want to offer some advice here. Don't buy one. Go buy something else. It's a free country. And you know why it's a free country? It's a free country because some of those brave men and women during Revolutionary War times actually 
marched the Gadsden flag into battle and won our freedom. So there you go. Shame on you, Tennessean newspaper. All right, let's go to the phone lines here. A lot of folks wanting to weigh in today. 901-260-5926. Let's start our conversation with Patty in North Carolina, WSIC, our great station there. Hi, Patty. What's on your mind? Todd, how you feeling? Patty, I'm doing a whole lot better. Thank God for legal narcotics. <laughs> you didn't have to go down the border and get anything, right? <laughs> I can't confirm or deny that. And by border, are you talking about Mississippi or Arkansas? I'm talking about the border. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, anyway, I want to talk about the Tim Scott. I, I am so happy he's endorsing Trump. Yeah, that's in. And by the way, you can watch the rally uh, tonight on Newsmax Plus. It's going to be a great show, and Tim Scott's yeah. going to be there. Uh, so what? You know, Nikki Haley must be like. I mean, you know, wow, she must be like in shock. Well, uh, Patty, it's funny you should mention that. As a matter of fact, I believe uh, Paul Shanklin, our public affairs director here on the Todd Stearns Radio Program actually uh, secured uh, some exclusive audio. Let's take a listen to that. Nikki Haley is uniquely qualified to run for president. I'm a woman. And Nikki knows how to lead. I'm a strong woman. On the economy. I'm a woman. On foreign policy. A woman. On transgender health care. I'm still a woman. Nikki Haley deserves your support. Donald Trump isn't a woman. Well, Patty, there you go. I mean, she's a woman. But there's the proof. You cannot get any better proof than that. No, you can't. I mean, really. He is so great, that guy. Whatever he does, he is fun. Where did he come from? He is wonderful. Well, Paul used to be Rush Limbaugh's uh, chief parody writer uh, back on the Rush Limbaugh show. And uh, Paul right. ha- Paul happens to live uh, in the Memphis area and is a f- big fan of the show and called me up one day wow. and said, hey, we'd love to st- you know send some stuff your way. And we're like, all right, come on, come on board. So we're he he wears many different hats uh, here on the program. He now. is such a he's a he is so sharp at what he does. He makes me I mean, I laugh. He makes me laugh. <laughs> he is the greatest. He comes up with the best. I love the one with the Obama. I heard that yesterday with Obama. Oh yes, uh, you now, know, yeah, we may we may actually play that going to break here. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's great stuff, Patty. We've got to um, yeah. Go ahead, finish your thought. I know. I just want to say one thing. I'm just saying. Uh, so you think all these all these votes are going to go to to Trump now? No doubt about it. No doubt about it. It's. I, I think by the time if if it's not over after New Hampshire, it's over after South Carolina. And and DeSantis, okay. I think for both Haley and DeSantis, I think I DeSantis think some, should drop out. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, Todd, thank you so much, Patty. God bless. All right, great hearing from you. All right, uh, we do need to take a quick break. When we come back, your phone calls as well. Our telephone number is nine zero one two six zero five nine two six. That's nine zero one two six zero five nine two six. Now the racist report with former President Barack Obama. My fellow Americans, today the following things are now officially racist. Grapes, crew socks, tinsel, and any state law that requires a voter ID. Be sure you're not ever offensive in word, thought, or deed. 
Stay on top of what is racist with The Racist Report. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Way, uh, folks, got to tell you about our friends over at Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. Man, they're doing a great job. Uh, PatriotMobile.com slash Todd is the website. PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. Uh, be sure to check them out. And uh, they have some wonderful, wonderful opportunities, especially for you folks who might be military veterans, if first responders. Uh, be sure to use that promo code Todd. Again, that's PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. Let's get right to the phone lines today. Open line Friday. Millie in Florida is going to hang out with us for a little while, watching us on Newsmax 2. Hi, Millie. What's on your mind today? Uh, Hello. I'm fine. Uh, I was thinking about Sarah Palin being uh, Trump's VP pick, and I was wondering what you thought of that. Oh, Sarah Palin. Well, look, I, look, I think she's uh, been very popular in the uh, conservative movement. Without Sarah Palin on the ticket, John McCain would have lost in one of the uh, probably the worst um, landslide losses in, in all of um, American history. So I, I think she did a terrific job back in the day. I, I'm not sure about now, though, Millie, because she's been sort of out of the movement what is it about Sarah Palin that would would compel you to vote for her as VP? I thought she was very popular back then, and uh, I have seen her on a couple of the shows, uh, not lately, but uh, within the last year. And uh, I, I still like her. I like her opinion, and, and uh, she seems to be top-notch. <laughs> well, she look, she is top-notch. I, I've known Sarah for a very long time and uh, knew her back when she was governor of of Alaska, and um, I think she, I think she'd do a fine job, you know, if she were summoned by President Trump. Uh, I do think that he is probably going to uh, pick a female running mate, uh, someone like an Elise Stefanik. Um, a lot of people have been talking about Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and I think she'd do a great job. But I think Sarah is right now very content being the governor of Arkansas. She's in her first term of office there, and I'm not too sure she'd be willing to give that up. Uh, with just about a year and a half into the into the job. But Millie, appreciate that call, and thank you for uh, watching us. Let's go to John in Texas watching us on Newsmax 2 today. Hi, John. What's on your mind? Well, Todd, I called in the other day. You probably remember me. I'm a low-income disabled person. And I wanted to ask, uh, if Trump is reelected, and I hope so, Will he make the Dems pay for all of this court stuff that they've been doing? They need to pay for all this. Who's paying for it? All these court things that they're dragging Trump and everybody else, the J6 people and all that. Who's paying for it? Well, the American taxpayers are are footing the bill for that, John, and I appreciate that call. Uh, Look, the, the, the issue here is, 
focus. We've got to focus, ladies and gentlemen. One of the big problems we're dealing with right now is a Speaker of the House who is not focused, a Speaker of the House who is not doing what he said he was going to do when he got elected to the position. And we've got to focus on the big issues of the day. Right now, Speaker Johnson, by the way, in in what he just did by pushing through this continuing resolution is he completely removed the border debate from from, from the election. We are not going to be able to campaign on that issue as Republicans now because Speaker Johnson decided to strike a deal with Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden. This is the Johnson-Schumer continuing resolution. And unfortunately, not a single thing in that resolution, ladies and gentlemen, not a single thing will do anything to secure the border. That's a problem. All right, uh, let's go to um, Sam in Pennsylvania. Sam, what's on your mind? Yeah, hi, Todd. Um, I'm coming from the theory of the Sherlock Holmes that once you have eliminated the impossible, whatever, however improbable, may still is the truth. So we've all been wondering what it is that Biden has been up to, and we've never talked about our gasoline, which is some of the most valuable stuff on the planet. Could it possibly be that Biden has actually sold all our gasoline to China? Well, that is true. And I believe, going back, and correct me if I'm wrong here, this was back in 2022 uh, when when the president was caught selling oil from the Strategic Oil Reserve to not just China, but there were other countries as well. More than, uh, my understanding is, more than 5 million barrels. Look, this is part of... This is part of our emergency supply. We can't be selling this to anybody. That's for us, for Americans. That, yeah, that's right. So what I'm seeing is that the more he can destabilize America, anything that you can do to destabilize us, we have no military, we have all the migrants coming. You know, If at any time China were to tell all these fellows, fight, what could we possibly do? Our police are down, our military's down, our fuel is down, our bullets are down, and they even welded open the border. So, look, Sam. I know as improbable as it sounds, could it possibly be? Sam, I, look, Sherlock Holmes. Uh, I, I was a huge fan of of those novels uh, growing up, and and I think you're onto something here. Uh, you have to pay attention that to, to everything. There are so many different dumpster fires burning in the country right now. But the reality is, Sam, and you know this, that the country is being weakened. When you look at what's happening with the border, the borders were weakened. Now you've got millions of people coming into the country. Many of the local communities, their infrastructures, their systems are being weakened. When you look at the United States military, We have um, military volunteers at an all-time low. The military is focused on the social justice movement. They are not doing anything to increase the numbers. Our military has even been weakened. And, Sam, we've had a number of military veterans, lawmakers on Capitol Hill, telling us that military preparedness is a clear and present danger right now to the country. So I think you're absolutely right, and you're on to something. You take away those emergency oil reserves – we got big problems in this country. Sam, I appreciate you calling in. Again, our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Head over to Amazon, ladies and gentlemen. 
and get yourself a pre-ordered copy of my new book coming out in March. It's called Twilight's Last Gleaming, Can America Be Saved? I'm excited for this book. You are gonna, you're going to love it. And I'm telling you, let a liberal read this book. Force a liberal to read the book, and they will be converting over to the right way of thinking. Got to take a break. We'll be right back. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Welcome back, everybody. Great to have you with us. And I am very excited about our next guest. I have been waiting all week to talk to this guy, one of the one of the few people in politics who actually has a healthy dose of common sense. So his name is Oklahoma State Representative Justin Humphrey, and he introduced some legislation that would ban furries. Now, if you have uh, seen the news uh, lately, you have seen in the uh, fetish world people who dress up in furry costumes. And these are not like mascots at at your college or your university. Uh, These are really weird things that people actually think they're animals. And so anyway, before this becomes a problem in Oklahoma, our next guest says, you know what, we got to do something about this. Uh, Representative Humphrey, it is an honor to have you on the program today. Hey, I'm honored. Uh, absolutely, uh, pretty excited. I've gotten a, I got a lot of of a hate mail going on with the furry furry uh, community. Uh, they they seem to think that I am a, a tyrant of some sort, but uh, I think that it's time that we speak out and and stop the nonsense. Well, let let's talk about what your legislation would do and who it applies to. Well, uh, what what I was looking at, and so this thing, I'd heard about this for about two years. The first time I heard about a furry, I thought it was a joke. I laughed and no way. And then I kept getting reports of uh, uh, teachers putting litter boxes in their room. And uh, what began to happen, I began to get a lot of reports of kids that spoke out against this or uh, would want to move and not, you know, they're saying, hey, this has disrupted me and I can't focus on my studies and I want to move from here. Like one kid, uh, they got onto the kid for even saying that they wanted to move and said they were being rude to the person that thought they were a cat. And uh, the kid come back in and said, Hey, you got to move me because I'm allergic to cats. And they were going to try to suspend that kid. I thought that was genius, but uh, they were going to try to spend that kid. And then a friend of mine, a really close uh, family friend, uh, his grandson was at a school, and they were uh, one of the school uh, students was crawling on their hands and knees, collar on them, being led by their boyfriend with a leash on them. Now, this is going down the hall, and my friend's grandson and another friend of his started barking at them, pretending like they were dogs and barking at them. 
and they were going to expel them, discipline the ones that were playing around and barking. And at that point in time, I said, hey, you know, this is getting out of hand, and uh, I need to file a bill to say that, you know, if you want to be a furry, do it on your own time, do it on your own dime, do it at your house, don't do it at, at uh, on the state's time and on the state's uh, dime, don't do it at school, it's disrupting school. And so I wrote this bill, and where I'm getting a lot of uh, pushback on it, I said call the, the uh, kids' parents, call these students' parents, and if they won't pick them up, call the dog pound or call the animal control. And I think that's what really fired up a bunch of people. But I don't understand why people would be upset. I mean, if, in fact, they, they identify as animals, Mr. Representative, uh, that's what you would do is that you would call the, the animal control people and, and they would take these individuals away. And I guess hopefully they would check them for, you know, ticks or fleas or, you know, rabies. Sure, sure. Uh, I, I I started to put that we would vaccinate and neuter, but I thought that might be a bridge too far. Oh, so I backed oh, up yeah, and just that. said animal <laughs> control. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, uh, but here's Bill, you're making my point was if you want to act like an animal, are we really going to treat you like an animal, you know? And so, again, when you just bring a little common sense to it, you can see real quick that they they back up when you actually even mention that, oh, okay, we're going to treat you like an animal. How dare you? How dare you uh, attack kids? How, how dare you bully kids? And, oh, you ought to read some of the stuff that's threatening and call me everything. And, and uh, I mean, really horrific uh, statements made towards me. Uh, and, again, uh, many people are saying this is not a problem. I was at a superintendent's meeting the other day. Most of them had not had it happen in school, but they were all aware that it was happening in other places. And so, again, we have had this. Uh, I have received so many emails thanking me and, and giving me uh, examples of how this has happened to either their grandkid or their kids and how they've had to remove their kids from school and put them in private because of this practice and things like that. And so, uh, again, uh, you know, a lot of people want to – deny that it's going on a lot of people don't want to believe that it's going on and i can tell you just by filing this bill and the attention that it's gotten not just here but actually worldwide we've actually uh you know seen uh even out of this nation but especially here in the nation uh we have we have brought a whole new attention to the problems of furries and again uh you know i can disagree with your lifestyle we all have disagreements on things that's fine but uh here's what i tell people you know in the privacy of your own home and the privacy of your own bedroom what you do is your business but when you bring it out on the public street when you bring it out into the school then you've made it my business and you've made it all the rest of the public so if you don't want your uh furry business publicized keep your furry business in your own bedroom and in your own home I agree, and and I look. I, I think this is a brilliant thing. And again, you've got some kid who identifies as a dog, and you don't want that kid going around and sniffing your child's butt in the middle of the classroom, like like dogs normally do. Oh, I already like you. I already like you. <laughs> yeah, I agree one hundred percent. Yes, it's just common so, sense. Well, and and again, here's what I've laughed. So, pe- so many people get so. Uh, indignified over you, you you would really call the dog pound I'm like look here we're making a point and and if we want to uh, 
you know, this bill's going to be difficult. I am going to try to get this bill through, but it's going to be difficult. But, you know, if we need to change that language to say to get this person some mental health, and people are like, well, they're not mental health just because they're trying to pretend. No, look it up. It's actually a mental health issue. Uh, you can look that up, and so it is. And, again, uh, if we want to change that language to not call the pound and get some mental health evaluation, we can change that. But at the end of the day, I think most average Americans would all agree that we have seen our country, the moral uh, decline, just the ignorance of the woke community has reached a level to where we've got to quit worrying about offending people. We've got to be, quit worrying about being attacked. Most legislators are not going to endure the uh, attacks that you have to take to do this. I don't mind it. Uh, but again, that that's we're going to have to get to that level where, hey, you know, you're offensive to me, and I'm going to stand my ground and say this is insane, and we're not going to allow it. No, no, no. I look in, in all seriousness here. Uh, this is this is an important issue, and it it goes back to really the unraveling of our society and the sex and gender norms, and and the response from the other side here, uh, Mr. Representative, is is very telling. Because if this was not a big deal, if this was really not happening in classes, you wouldn't hear any any arguments from the other side. Absolutely, absolutely, you're you're a hundred percent right. If this was nothing, then you wouldn't hear one bit of rebuttal. But instead, look at what has happened. I mean, this has uh, went nationwide. It's huge. You're hearing how big of an idiot I am. Uh, my deal is uh, that may be true, but this idiot is telling the truth. And it's hit right on. And, uh, again, this is a massive problem. And like you said, it's unraveling our society. Uh, we're at a point where we're going to have to decide who we are and, and we're going to have to make a stand and, uh, you know, uh, stand up for what we believe. And uh, these people are trying to unravel society, uh, whether it's uh, race baiting, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, transgender, uh, sex, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, they're trying to unravel it, and we, we've got to make a stand. Uh, you know, I, I want to be respectful to others, but at the same time, they're not respectful to me. So uh, you, if you run something like this, you've you got to have pretty thick skin, and you got to have a good sense of humor, and you got to be able to defend yourself. And I, fortunately, I got all three. So, uh, uh, yes, I'm, you do. I'm, I'm, I'm having a blast with this bill. I think it's hilarious. I think it's funny. And, and I will tell you this, uh, regardless whether I get the bill passed or not, we have shined the light on the furries, and they are growling, scratching, and uh, they're pretty mad. So, but, but let me just warn you, if you see one of them raise up their hind leg, you might want to take a few steps back. That's Oh, absolutely. I, absolutely. That, yes. I, I tell you what I told somebody the other day, the best thing they can do is, uh, is go out and talk about it because – uh, we had a guy from Ireland, I think, on one news station. Mm-hmm. How in the world they got Ireland on there? Some guy in a dog suit in Ireland talking about how I didn't understand the furry community and that they really didn't think they were dogs or, or animals, uh, that they were only pretending. And I'm like, you're a grown man in a suit on the news. You know what I'm saying? And you don't see a problem with that. Uh, just keep talking because you're just making my point for me. You know what I mean? That's and it. that's the longer they talk, I hope they do consume the news and I hope they do 
you know, stand up and uh, uh, talk because the more they talk, the less I have to because I'm going, I'm just sitting back going, see there, there you go. That's what I'm talking about right there, you know. All right. So I think people are seeing that. Well, we we have to leave it there. Uh, Representative Humphrey, uh, you're a good man, and we appreciate you taking a stand for you know what's right, you know what's wrong, and uh, we're going to be following this legislation. Good luck to you. Hey, I appreciate y'all. Thank you for having me on. All right, right, you too. I love it. State Representative Justin Humphrey, he just became my favorite politician in America. By the way, President Trump, if you're watching, uh, there's your VP right there. Vice President Humphrey. Um, my goodness. All right. Uh, that segment brought to you by Milkbone. Um, by the way, what happens? What happened? No, I'm just kidding. But what happens? You're a teacher in the classroom, and all of a sudden, the kid who identifies as a kitty cat has a hairball. I mean, what is the protocol for something like that? Jeez, Lou. All right. We got to take a break here. 901 260 5926. Again, 901 260 5926. We'll be right back. Wow. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Well, that may have been my favorite interview of all time, uh, State Representative Justin Humphrey. Uh, If you want to go back and listen, we'll have that up on the podcast later today. Just go to ToddSterns.com, and you'll be able to uh, check it out there. All right, let's go to the phone lines here. Um, Let's say hello to uh, Robert in California watching us on Newsmax 2 today. Hi, Robert. What's on your mind? Okay, let's uh, put Robert on hold. Uh, folks, just a reminder, if you're on hold, uh, you got to turn down your TV, turn down your radio, or else you're going to get a lot of feedback. So uh, let's go to Ron in North Carolina, listening to us on the talk station. Hi, Ron, what's up? Uh, hello, Todd. Yes, sir. I'm going to try to make this short. The first, I want to give you to my, as far as I'm concerned, are two biggest National security threats are Biden, and number two is the border issue. Yeah, and, no, no uh, complaints on either one of those. I think you're spot on. And uh, the other, one of the other issues is uh, I think they should cut uh, that Congress. I'm talking about the House now. They should pass all the bills they need and adjourn and say. When the border is secured and these bills are passed, we will re-adjourn. I love it. Uh, I'm not, I'm just sure play hardball. Look, we just way. need somebody to play hardball, Ron. That's all, and I appreciate the call. We just need somebody like a, like a Speaker Johnson to say, you know, I get it. We may not win the day, but at least we fought a good fight. That's That's all we're asking for here, folks. I mean, come on. Appreciate that call, Ron. And thank you for uh, thank you for listening. Let's go to Tom in Pennsylvania. Hi, Tom. What's on your mind? Uh, good afternoon. Um, you know, uh, Haley, uh, Nikki Haley, uh, 
it's quite obviously that South Carolina is not going to vote for her 30 points behind. So that should tell us all there's a reason for that. And I don't think we need Mary Mary quite contrary uh, in the White House. The other thing is the left or the right, Republicans or Democrats, America had a great uh, economic time after the Second World War. And look at us now. So be it Republican, Democrat, or whatever, politicians, big business, has sold America down the road. Big business and corporate America has gone out of the country so they can make more profits. No doubt about that. The government hasn't done anything about that. Why should I trust anything I really hear from uh, Democrats or Republicans? And when it comes to President Trump, God knows the heart of all men. And I do believe out of anything that I believe President Trump has a heart for America. Oh, no doubt about that, Tom. Um, I I do not doubt that at all. And, and look, I think you're right about Haley. Uh, th- the problem with Haley is that she is, it seems to to me that her only qualification is that she is a woman. I mean, that's, that's what she keeps reminding us about over and over and over again out on the campaign trail. Um, and at, then at the same time, uh, anybody who dares bring that up, well, all of a sudden she gets uh, she gets her back up, and she was like, "Oh, you're you're disrespecting me." So uh, you can't have it both ways, Nikki Haley. Tom, I appreciate that call, and thank you for uh, thank you for listening today. Let's go back to California. Robert wants to weigh in on Border Patrol agents. All right, Robert, what you got for us? Oh, I just want to let you guys know what's going on. Uh, we went to. Uh, we live in, or uh, not live, but our vacation home, weekend home in Needles, California. So we go to uh, Fontana, California for our doctors. But on the way there, we're traveling the 40 freeway a couple of days this week. We saw Border Patrol vehicles, designated, part designated areas on the 40 freeway. They're white with green stripes. Okay. And it appeared that they were, it was like 40, 20 miles east of, Barstow, California, on the 40. And it appeared that they were chasing cars that they thought there was illegals in or something illegal in there because they come up behind us, come right up to the back of our car. It looked like they were checking us out, but then they backed off and then went back and parked on the freeway. So I just want to let you all know what's going on on the 40 freeway. Well, I certainly appreciate that, Robert, and uh, it's all hands on deck, which is why I love this show, is that you guys become citizen journalists, and uh, appreciate you letting us know what's happening out there uh, in the Barstow area. You be safe, and uh, give us a call back one of these days. Uh, And folks, also, uh, those of you uh, listening to us, uh, you might be on hold, be sure to download our free podcast. You'll be able to listen to all three hours of the radio show. Uh, you can do that. It is free of charge. We don't charge a penny for that. And you can go to toddstarns.com, download our podcast, and also sign up for our free newsletter. It comes out every day, and we provide you with exclusive journalism and reporting from a conservative point of view, a conservative worldview. Uh, we have a great team of writers, and we would love for you to check out those great resources. Folks, it's been a great day, a great week here on the program. I want to thank you for being a part of our broadcast week. Thank our great team. We have Grace and Dylan, Lydia, and uh, folks, we are just going to do it all over again starting on Monday. 
In the meantime, you get out there, America, and have a great Friday. And whatever you do, be sure to go to church this weekend. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.